Okay, let's get into Parshas Baha Aloscha, Tavshin Pei Aleph, uh, an exciting Parsha, uh, a Parsha that has so many different topics in it, uh, starting from um, the, the Pesach Sheni, and we have at the end of the Parsha, we'll talk about Moshe Rabbeinu, and we have the, uh, the complainers, and we have at the beginning, we have uh, Halakas Neros, <laughs> so many Parshas and the Masos, so let's do little by little. Take one at a time and see what we could accomplish uh, in this year's Shir Parshas Beha Aloscha. And we'll start off with Pesach Sheni. Pesach Sheni, one of the uh, great mitzvahs that we, we talk about often, trying to get the messages of being a Pesach Sheni Jew, as we've uh, spoken about in the past. This year we'll see the words of um, <coughs> Ramosha Feinstein. Says the Pasuk, let's go to the Pasuk first in Perak the Psukim describe, as we know, Rashi quotes, this is Ein Muktam Amurcha Torah. This story uh, took place before the beginning of Sefer Bamidbar. This is the only time in the Torah where one is forced to say that. Even the Ramban, who hates to say Ein Muktam Amurcha Torah, has to admit to it here because the dates are given in the Torah. And Perak Tes is earlier than Perak Aleph. So we have Pesach Sheni, B'nai Yisrael are complaining that uh, the, uh, they don't want to be left out. They couldn't do the Pesach. And they said, it's not fair. Why should we lose out? We don't want to lose out. Moshe says, okay. Let me tell you what is going to be the Halacha. And he went to Echel Kodesh Baruch Right, this is, this Pasach is one of the amazing psukim about Moshe Rabbeinu. It's implicit. Well, Beshem, I'm talking about it a little bit later in the year. But this pasuk where Moshe Rabbeinu says, Imdu ve'eshma'ah, means he's going to ask HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That's one of the four differences between Moshe Rabbeinu and all the other Nevi'im. Moshe could call a meeting with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Imdu ve'eshma'ah. Amazing. So this is the pasuk. But there's a Rashi. Rashi says, Loma nigara. Why should we lose out? Their tameh. What do you mean? What can you do? Amalo and Moshe Rabbeinu says to them, in Pasuk Zayin, ain't kachim craven batuma, you can't bring a carbon batuma. What do you want? I can't help you. You can't bring a carbon batuma. Amrulo, they say, no, 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 we have, a, we have an idea. Yizare kadam aleinu bekoanim tahorim. Let koanim tahorim do zrikas adam on our behalf. V'yeachel habasla le, question about the girsa here, Let's assume it means litahorim, because a Tame person who is the minority cannot eat. So let them do Zrikas Adam and let them let the, let them eat the Korban Pesach for us. One second. And Moshe says, okay, let me find out. What was the request? What did they say? Let Kohanim Tahorim do Zrikas Adam and eat the carbon. So then what does the carbon have to do with these people? You can't bring a carbon for a Tame person. For Karban Pesach. It doesn't count for them. Right? The Mishnah says in Psachim, it doesn't count if they're Tommy. What were they asking? Let them bring the carbon for who? What do you mean on our behalf? It's not going to work for you. What was their request according to Rashi? Right? You might say, just reading the Psachim, you might say, figure out a solution. Lamanigara. But Rashi quotes what the solution is. They say, let them all do it. So says the Drash Moshe, says her Moshe. After quoting this Rashi, Tamuamod, Mashakaz of Rashi, Shatmeim Amru, Shiyakrivu Aleim Bakonim Tahorim, Ha'iyev Sherzeh, Tinikrav Latmeim Pasul, the Mishnah Sachim, Daf Samach Aleph. If you bring a Karim Pesach on behalf of Tamei people, it doesn't work. It's Pasul if it, if the whole Chabura is Tamei, and it's not a case where most of Am Yisrael are Tamei. It's not Tumah Hutchupet Sibur. So it doesn't work. V'af im neima shahaisa kavanasam litzarev im tahorim. And even if you are saying, well, maybe they'll combine with Torah people who are in the Chabura. So it'll be Tamei and Torah, and the Torah people will eat. V'yele tahorim v'letameim shakashar karban lo yarvichu klum. Ki lo yotzen atameim bozeh. The Tamei people on the karban aren't going to be yotzeh. So what were they asking? Let them do it. It doesn't work for them. Says Ramosha Feinstein. V'tzarech lomar davar chadash. An amazing concept. Da'af she'en yotzin. Even though you're right, they wouldn't be yotzei. Mikal makom mitzad avas ha-mitzvos. Hu? She'tzarech le'ishtate falkal panim. Av shalom yotza. Im i'ev shalom kayim mamish. Even if they couldn't do the mitzvah, 
they should do as close to the mitzvah as they can. This is as, as close to the, this is the best they could do. Are they going to get credit in Shemayim? Not for the mitzvah. They'll get something, some other credit in Shemayim. HaKadosh Baruch Hu will work it out. They're not going to get the mitzvah, but you know what? This is the most that they could do. Uke'ein sha'asa Moshe she'hefe sha'osh arim avshalokim as a mitzvah. We discussed this often in Parshas Vayeschanan, the Chavetz Chaim there. Moshe Rabbeinu sets aside the three are miklat, cities of refuge, even though they weren't going to work. They weren't going to protect until the other three were made by Yeshua ben Nun. And all six of them would protect. Why did Moshe do that? That's the best he could do right now. That's the best he could do. It wasn't exactly the same where Moshe says, because there at least you started the mitzvah. So it's going to eventually, you know, get some credit for you. But still, but still, be connected to mitzvahs. You can't do the mitzvah, be connected to the mitzvah. Whatever you can accomplish. However, maybe zvulun, you can't, so connect to Yisachar. Right? I'm not a Kohen, I'm never going to duchin, but you know what? Maybe I could learn about Hilchas Berchas Kohanim. Maybe I get excited about listening to the bracha. What, however, I could do it somehow to be connected. V'chein and he quoted. He quoted already. I don't know if he quoted it already. Or, oh, he's coming up. Oh, he's going to quote it. V'chein b'schus ha'avah the Yeshua v'chulu he continues. Umizel next paragraph. Yesh l'melach la'echad shekashelo l'kayim eze mitzvah. Even if I can't accomplish. Right? Even Lahaschil. Right? Sometimes you, you're never even going to get to the beginning of the mitzvah. There's an attitudinal issue. Right? It's not just about points. Am I going to get points for this? Real hardcore points for a mitzvah? The answer might be no. But is this the best I could do to show Hashem and to show myself that this is what I care about? Kigon. What if somebody's doctor tells them you're not allowed to eat a kazai samara? So if they eat a tiny drop, do they get any credit for mara? No. Let's assume chatzishir does not apply to mitzvahs. Right? It's a whole sugya. But the Gemara in Yuma has a pasik to say it applies by Averis. So unless you know it applies to mitzvahs, pashas it doesn't. If I eat a half a kazayas of that. But you know what? There's still something for eating half a gazayas. Again, only if you can't do it otherwise. You can never use this as a, as a uh, substitute. You're not allowed to sit in the sukkah. You won't be able to, to sit in the sukkah. So do something related to the mitzvah of sukkah. Because HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants us to show that we care about mitzvahs. Right, there are ways to never be mafresh chumas and maestros. Right, carry through the roof, achilas aray, but we should put ourselves into the situation of mitzvos. That's the message of Lamanigara. They didn't think they would get an opportunity. They didn't think they could do it. But you know what? What we could do is have us in mind when you eat your carbon. It's your car, but it's not ours. Have us in mind. Moshe, let them do one for us, even though it won't count. But that's already something. That's already an attitude it shows. We want to do the most that we could do. And he says, maybe that's even um, hinted to in what we say at Abris, at the end. What does Torah mean? Only Talmud Torah? We usually don't think of it as Talmud Torah. We think Torah means a Torah way of life. So in a Torah way of life, Maisim Tovim are included in that. So what are we adding by Maisim Tovim? So it says Moshe, even Maisim Tovim that don't make it to the standard of a mitzvah. It's not Torah technically, but it's still Maisim Tov. It's still something that shows that this is what, this is what gives us life. This is what gives us life. Right? And speak at a simcha. Right? This is it. This family is not just interested in mitzvahs that they get credit for. They're interested in, in any maaset tov that they know a Baruch Hu would appreciate. 
Right, that's Torah Luchupa, Ula Masatov, definitely a back pocket, for sure. Shalzet Sarach Brachem Yuchedesh, Yikarnes Lama Satov, Mitzad Avas HaMitzvos. He should have a love for mitzvos that overflows, and even if we don't get credit, and even if nobody knows about it, HaKadosh Baruch Hu knows. Again, other examples, again, Moshe Rabbeinu, Ari Miklad is not the exact same idea, but it is, it is, uh, it is something. Okay, so that's Pesach Sheini. Let's go to the next section. After Pesach Sheini, after Moshe Rabbeinu gives them the Chiddush that they're going to have another opportunity, then we have a couple of halachas relating to the Ma'asos. Right? When you see the cloud move, then the cloud starts moving. You, clear the, you see the cloud stop, show for this once, twice, right? and they never knew how long they were going to stay in one place. Right? Rashi tells us in the beginning of Pesach's Ma'asei, Right, that the um, there weren't so many masos in those 38 years. They did most of the traveling in the first and the last. But during those other years, you know, they were basically encamped, encamped most of the year. So tkios and shruos, all the the chatzotros. And then we have in pasuk tes, Besides for the blowing of the sounds, for the gathering of the people, and for the traveling of the people, when you go out to war, blow trumpets. You will be remembered. Right? Not for now, but trumpets and shofar are both forms of prayer. What does it mean that we'll blow trumpets and Hashem will remember us? That's a form of davening. That's how He remembers us. And we'll be saved. And this is the Pasuk. We'll focus on Pasuk Yud. Also on your happy days, your holidays, and your Rosh Chodesh. We blew shofar in the base of Megdash, along with our Karbanos. And you'll be remembered for Hashem, Ani Hashem Elokeichem. So what are all these days that are being referred to? Right, we have Yom Simchaschem, Uva Moadechem, Uva Rashechachechem. Rashi doesn't say anything. What is the Yom Simcha? What's the day of Simcha? What, Yantif? That's the next word, Moadechem. Right, Moed at least includes Pesach, Shuas, and Sukkot. Regel are only those three. But Moed could include even the others, meaning what's left. Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur. So Moed probably includes all of What's Yom Simchaschem? If you want to say Moed is only Pesach, Shavuos, and Sukkot, Simchaschem is not going to be Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. There's a, is, is there Simcha? Yeah, but they're not, they're, not, they're not defined by their Simcha. So what's Uv Yom Simchaschem? If we already have Moedichem and Rosh Hashanah in the Pasuk. Says the Nitziv, Source number two. Lo nisba'er ma'u yom simchas Yisrael. What is the yom simchaschem that is being referred to here? So if you look in the Sifri, elu shabbosos. Shabbos, okay. We know that from Parshas Emor, right? Parshas Amoadim starts with Shabbos, and then it starts again. So that's a little tricky, whether you include Shabbos. But it doesn't say simcha there. At least Moed it says, these are the Moadim. Shabbos is a day of Simcha. There's no Simcha on Shabbos, L'cha'ora. Tosas and Moikatan tells us that's why Shabbos does not break Avelos, while Yantif does. Yantif has Simchas Yantif. Shabbos has Oneg. Oneg could coexist with Shiva, with Avelos. Simcha cannot exist. They're two opposite demands that the Halacha has of us, therefore they cannot coexist. Oneg can. There are some Rishonim that say that uh, there is some type of Simcha Right, many of us uh, sing it, but we don't even know it. Right, they, we know the Zmiros were written by Rishonim. Many of the Rishonim. So in Ki Eshmer Shabbos, right, we sing. It was written by the Yevon Ezra, Rabbi Avraham Ezra, in the morning. Ki Yom Semachosu Usesamcheni. So there's one of the Rishonim that say Shabbos has Simcha. We'll be medayik in the in the Zmiros. We should have Shirim on Zmiros at some point. But uh, in any case, says the uh, says the Nitziv. So maybe it means Shabbos. Okay, Rabbi Nassan Omer Elu Tmitim. I think it is a different a different idea is being referred to, and then he's going to relate it. Then he's going to relate it to our day and age. It's not clear. He quotes from the Eben Ezra. Maybe it means victory parties after you win a war. Okay. Right? Shuva mi milchama benitzuach. Vanachlo lo reinu b'chol hamikrash. Also malchay yisrael hazadikim v'shoftim kain. We never find victory parties after winning a war. Right? We actually find the the mafarshim ar after the Purim victory. 
we don't celebrate Purim on the day that we were victorious. We celebrate the next day, the day that we rested, because we're not interested in the war. We're interested in getting back to our Avodah Hashem after the war. That's why all over, the 14th was the day after, and the, they were still fighting on the 14th in Shushan, so that's why they, they rest on the 15th. So the parties, Purim, is not, is Dafkanat on the Yom HaNitzachon. It's the day after. It's the day after. So what is this referring to? So it says the Nitziv, it's referring to the Chanukah Samizbeach. Whenever you reconsecrate and celebrate the opening of a Beis HaMikdash, the opening of a Mishkan, the reconsecration, that's what it's being referred to. It's not like the Mishnah says at the end of Mesech Tainis. Remember the Mishnah? Based on the Pasuk and Shira Shirim. Biyom chasunaso ubiyom simchas libo. Yom chasunaso, that's Maimon Arsinai. Simchas libo, binyan beis HaMikdash. So you see simcha. Simcha is a reference to the binyan beis HaMikdash. Vihi simchas levi shol gamkein, dahainu, as it says in B'divra Yamim, v'hazik sibachanaka. De Ezra, right, when they reconsecrated and rebuilt the Pesa, uh, the Baisheni, they had a whole party, right, Shlomo Melech had a 14 day party, right, Ezra had a whole week also, it says there, they blew trumpets, that's what it's referring to, that's the mitzvah here. Okay, and he quotes from, uh, from other uh, context as well. We want to hurry us about Shlomo. So that is what it's being referred to. But says the Nitziv, wonderful. Does that ever happen anymore? No. So how many times does that happen in history? Three times? Based on Mikdash, one, two, three. Okay, four times because during Bayesheni we had a re-consecrated by Hanukkah. How often does that Biyom Simchaschem? It's a Pasuk in Chumash. Says the Nitziv, it's another idea. And he quotes this from his own commentary, what uh, Rabbi Hanok Teller sometimes called self-plagiarizing. Right? He says, he quotes himself, Ubehemek Shela, line 31. Sof Simon Kuf Ayin Aleph, Her Enuladas, Siyumim, are also included. Making a Siyum, relating to, celebrating Torah, that also is a celebration of Hashra Sashrina. And that's exactly the same Simcha as the Beis Amigdash. The Siyum at Torah who Gamken Yon Simcha Li Yisrael. There's a similarity. You're celebrating Hashra's Hashchina. Wherever Torah is mentioned, that brings the Shechina. Hashra's Hashchina. We had a share on Shavuos about different types of Hashra's Hashchina. So when we learn Torah, the Nireh, that's why Simcha's Torah is different. Okay. But he says that's top left now. Where is Hashem found? When we have a base of wherever a Jew makes a Siyam on Torah, that is a Bechina of Chanukah's base of Migdash, and that's what's being referred to here. We can't underestimate. We should not underestimate making a siyum and celebrating in a siyum. The Yamsha Shlomo has famous words. It's famous if in the world of siyumim, but we'll quote it here. I gave it to you. The Yamsha Shlomo, the Maharshal in Babakama, in, uh, in Parag Maruba, in source number three. There, that's where the, uh, the Yamsha Shlomo talks all about the definition of a Sudas Mitzvah. What counts as a Sudas Mitzvah? What does it? He talks about bris milah. And uh, Bar Mitzvah, he talks about all the uh, Simchas. And then he talks about a Siyum. And he says, right, that's the Gemara there, that the Abayah says, Tesi, he quotes the Gemara in Shabbos. Uh, there, Tesi, li tachi chazinat servimi arbanan, deshalom esechta, avinna yom atavol arbanan. Abayah used to make parties, used to make Siyumim. Umishum zeh, says the Yamshel Shlomo. Hayanire levarech shasimcha bimono b'siyum esechas. Logically, I would add in by the benching. What we say at a Sheva Brachas, Shah Simcha Bimono, there is Simcha in his abode. I would add that in by a Siyam. Why? Because there's no greater Simcha. It's exactly what the Nitziv was saying about in his abode. She'ein l'cha Simcha yoser l'fnei HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Ela Simcha verina shel Torah. De'ein l'cha Baruch Hu ba'olamo el adal ramo shel halacha. 
It's the greatest simcha in the world. When a Jew makes a siyum on Torah, there's no greater, <coughs> no greater simcha. It's no worse. So I think he should say it's a simcha bimono. And then he just mentions a fascinating historical note. One time I was so caught up in a siyum in such simcha, I told him to say it's a simcha bimono to siyum. I don't know exactly what happened, but he said it wasn't good. Whatever happened at that seum, he was not happy with. So he says, I blame myself. I blame myself. Because the Messorah is not to do this at a seum. So I thought, oh, maybe. But don't change the Messorah. Don't change tradition. It's only done in the Sheva Brachas. That's it. Don't change it. But misvara, there's no greater seam in front of a Kaddish Baruch Hu. That's the line. Ein l'cha simcha yosem l'fnei HaKadosh Baruch Hu ala simcha v'arina shal Torah. No greater concept. Celebration of Torah. Which means we're not just learning because we have to. We're learning and we're happy about it. Then we celebrate it. And that's the Yom Shalom, exactly what the Nitziv uh, mentioned. But it'll be Yom Simchaschem. Yom Simchaschem, that's what's being referred to. The Chanukah's Beis HaMikdash, which says the Nitziv is the same type of simcha that we have at a... At a seam. Okay. Moving right along. I'm sorry, give me a Ramban or a Mikroskodolos. Um, Parakid Aleph. Moving right along. We have, of course, by Hibitzoa Ha'aron, which we're not going to talk about right now. But right after that, by Yehi Ha'am Kemisoninim. Here starts the, here starts the complaining. Here starts the Averis. The next couple of parshias are not so great. Thank you. Right? We have uh, the Misonim. Next week we have Shlach. Then we have Korach. We have Balak on the rise. That wasn't us. But uh, here we start. So the Am was Misonim. What does that mean? What is Misonim? What did they do? How do you translate that? Says Rashi, Kimis Oninim, Ain Misoninim Ela Lashon Alila. What's Alila? Let's keep reading Rashi. Mivakshim Alila Hech Lifrosh Meachre Hamakom. Misoninim is looking for an excuse to become distant from Hashem. I want to find an Alila. I want to find a good complaint. A complaint. Rab Aznei Hashem. The Ramban. Expands on that. Ramban expands on that. Kemis onanim, rab aznei Hashem. V'hanochon be'enai, says the Ramban, this is not on your sheet. V'hanochon be'enai, ki kasher nisrach hakumei harsinai. Shahiyakarov li'yishuv. When they started going, they've been here basically almost a year where they were. Since the Egal, the Mishkan, they haven't moved. So now when they start moving, when they're starting going away from harsinai, shahiyakarov li'yishuv. Ubo betoch... Harsinai, he said, was more was closer to civilization, and now they're going into the desert. Ubo betocha midbar hagadol v'hanora b'masa harishon hayu mitztarim ba'atzmam. They were very upset. Leimar manase, what are we going to do? Veichniya by midbar azeh umanochal umanishte. Where's the food? Where's the drink? They had worries and fears and anxiety. That Hashem wasn't going to take care of them. What happened the past year? What have you been eating the past year? Right? What have you been been protected from? No. Misoninim. They had an attitude of what? What are we going to do? Nervousness, worried. Right? Daga. Nervousness. Once heard from one of my rabbeim. We've mentioned this before. Daga are the four out of the first five letters of the Aleph base. In Da'aga, you have Aleph, Gimel, Dalet, and Hey. You don't have the base. You don't have the Bitachon. Right? That's Da'aga. Right? That's the... We have to try to work on it, but that's what was going on here. Groaning, krechzing. The Ramban. Similar to Rashi, expanding on Rashi. But you look in Rav Hirsch, Rav Hirsch here in source number four in the English translation, because I don't know German, uh, says, Rav Hirsch, what's misoning? What word do we see in misoning that we're familiar with? 
onain, aninus, right? Aninus is, is mourning, is, is after when someone dies, relating to death. So kim is onim, maybe that's why it's ki. It's not misonim, kim misonim. So what, why would they like a, uh, onanim? Why would they in the state of aninus? The people were far away from spiritual perfection. The people, in contrast to Moshe, were kimis onanim. The people were as in mourning over themselves. They looked at themselves as already dead and mourned over their very selves. But not because, like what the Ramban says, they were nervous about physical things. What are we going to eat? What are we going to drink? What kind of life is this that we're just going to be focused on Torah and mitzvos? Just spirituality? The cloud of God over them and the Ark of His Covenant with them only made them feel cut off from the rest of the world and its requirements for living. Why can't we be like everybody else? Why are we different? The whole unique connection with God which they received in its place, the proximity of Hashem, the sanctity, the sanctuary, all offered them no compensation, remained worthless and without meaning in their eyes, had not yet become to them a higher, fuller, happier life. They felt themselves buried alive and mourned over themselves. I'm in mourning that I'm an Orthodox Jew, Torah and mitzvot. This is life. They were bad. They were far off from. And in just the opposite feelings, two feelings which have corresponded to what God had destined them to have. Misonain. They were, they were sad. They felt more dead than alive. Because they felt that's the opposite of the opposite. They felt enchained. They felt distant. They felt like they were in a jail. And that's the sadness and the distance that they that they felt. That's Rav Hirsch. We mentioned that maybe years ago, a couple of years ago, an amazing uh, thought from in Parshas Tzav from Rabbi Lamb. Rabbi Lamb, a number of years ago, in Drush Ladoros, he has a thought about Pasha Sav, where it's in the context of um, talking about Gemara Meseches Yuma, about um, the uh, people looking into the Kohen Gadol, not thinking that he's in a jail with a mezuzah, without getting into the details. But Rabbi Lamb there talks about how a very different viewpoint could come to about Judaism is whether you're an insider or an outsider. An outsider looking in has no idea. Try to explain to an outsider what Shabbos is. Describe the menucha of Shabbos, somebody who's never kept a Shabbos. How do you describe it? You can't put it into words. You can't put it into uh, descriptive, verbalize it. No, you have to experience it. Try to explain to somebody what, what a certain taste is. If they've never tasted it, then they're, it's, they're, you can't describe it. It's a taste. It's sweet. Okay, what's sweet? Sweeter than this? Uh, you can't describe it. So to an outsider, it's, you know, what are you doing? But to an insider, wow, right? There's no greater fulfillment. And he quotes there, I think, the, right, the Baal Shem Tov, the Mashal, remember that somebody's looking inside in, in, in a house and all of a sudden he sees, sees people gesticulating in different ways and jumping and doing really strange things. He's like, what are they doing? I can't understand. What are they doing? And then all of a sudden the window opens and he hears music and they're dancing. If you don't hear the music from the inside, you just look from the outside, you think everybody's strange. And But if you hear the music, then everything makes sense and everything is meaningful. And says, says Rabbi Lamb, we have to be insiders in all of our avodas Hashem. They felt, following Rav Hirsch, they felt like outsiders. Right? Kimisoninim. They were outsiders and therefore they felt so far away. Even though they, no, they, we, we should they, we sometimes feel so distant. We have to try to do what we can to have Eish Tamid Tukar Lamazbeach, right? To have the fire inside of us and always make sure that, that we're on fire. Related to this, related to this is a thought, the next thought that you have, right? Which is on a, a couple of sukkim from now. After the Asaf Suf, and the, we remember the fish, right? All we have is the man. All we have is the man. We'll get back to the man Hashem, soon. But first, but this is connected. That's why I put this here. Moshe heard them crying. He heard them crying. So what were they 
What exactly were they, were they crying about? What were they crying about? So if you look in the Kol Yechiel, according to this a couple of years ago, Rav Yechiel Nisselbaum, it was on the last Talmidim V'chafetz Chaim. I knew him when I lived in Borough Park the first couple of years after I was married. Uh, Rabbi Yechiel, he sat behind me. I talked to him a number of times. He learned with the Chafetz Chaim and Radim. So they came out. He gave a, a Chumash here in the shul that he was the Shamish in Borough Park. So they came out with his... Um, with a lot of his thoughts, uh, his collection. So here he quotes from the Otzer Chaim here in the uh, in the Sefer. And he quotes a story from Rabbi Yisrael Khan Inspector. It's exactly the same idea that we were just uh, talking about. Who was the Rav of Kavna? Shalach and One time he was walking home. Uberchov Hashim Sabalim. There were two schleppers. There were two schleppers in the in the um, in the town, and they hear. Rabbi Chanan, Rabbi Yisrael Chanan hears uh, one of them say to their, their friend, Kilarav Tov Mo'od. Oh, the rabbi. Oh, he's got the life. Yoshevu b'bayis b'menucha v'nesorat l'chapis avoda kamono. He's got the life. He's indoors all day. He's relaxing. He's sitting and learning. Well, that's that's the life. When Rabbi Yisrael Chanan got home, shalach lekroatam shalom. He called the schleppers to his house, and he asked them, "Kamatam arvichim layom. How much do you make every day?" Amrulo rubel kesef layom. One rubel. One ruble. He tzielem arav. Rabbi Yisrael says to them, I'll make a deal with you. I'll pay you one and a half ruble a day to go to the shul and say Tehillim all day. Go to the shul and say Tehillim. One and a half ruble. They said, what? No schlepping? Just sitting and relaxing and say Tehillim? For sure. A hundred percent. Halchul v'yashu 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 They did it. Line 14. The second day they went, they weren't as excited about it on the second day. And they're sitting, what are we doing? We're just sitting, what are we accomplishing? They didn't feel like Tehillim was it. They came to the Rav to say, we can't do it anymore. We can't do it anymore. I thought you said it's easy. I thought you said I have the life. And I'm sitting and rela- I'm sitting inside. I have the life. Right? I wanted to give you the same thing. They said, no, 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 no. This is not for us. This is not for us. This is not. We have to be outside. We have to be physical labor. Because they didn't appreciate what it was to be able to sit. Right? So different people are made up different ways also. But we have to recognize what an ideal is. Top of the next page. We know how to do physical labor. We know how to use our bodies to sit all day. All we do is sit and learn. Right? Same idea because they, they weren't insiders. They weren't insiders. They were crying inside. But we have to try to do our best to try to be those, be those insiders in Torah. In, again, everybody's made up differently. But at least Kovea Itim. You know, some people, okay, you have to have an hour of Chavrusa, an hour a day, and, and a half an hour a day, two hours a day, whatever one has. And sometimes it's hard for people to do more, depending who, who one is. We always have to try to push ourselves as much as we can. And other people can sit for 10 hours a day. But whatever it is, we have to make sure that when we're sitting, we're insiders. And we appreciate what we're what we're doing. Okay. Two little thoughts about the man. Two little thoughts about the man. The man is mentioned in a couple of parshios, including here. So they complain. What do we say? Pasik. Where are we? Vata Pasik Vav. We remember the Daga Vata Nafshin Yivesha in Kol Bilti Alamaninenu. All we have is this man. Question. What's the emphasis of Enenu? All we have is this man in front of our eyes. All we have is the man. Bilti alaman. What's the emphasis for, uh, with Einenu? All we see is the man. Paragidal of Pasik Vav. Bilti alaman Einenu. Says the Nachas Svi. Nachas Svi, a contemporary, as we, we have mentioned in the past. Yesh Levaer. Lecharakasha. Right? The question that all the Mepharshim ask. They were complaining about fish? Let them think fish. They were complaining about watermelon. Let them think watermelon. What does the Gemara Yuma tell us? It tasted like whatever you wanted it to taste like. So what were they complaining about? Yeshlevayar kasha. Ha'amru chazal. 
The taimo kol minei ta'amim b'man. Gam basar v'lechem b'dagim. V'yem ken kar shalom his avu taiva. V'lam isram, what were they complaining about? So the Nachron to talk about, was it tamo, tamo keiker, tamo mamasho? Okay, lomdus. But what were they complaining about? Thank you. Yeshlomar. So he says, Chazal tell us that sumin ochlin ve'ain sveyin. A blind man could eat, but will never be satiated. Because part of the satiation is seeing the food. Right? The presentation. Ubiyosha loro vesadogim, even if it tasted like it, it wouldn't fill them up in a, in a, in a fulfilling way. You know, even somebody who's blind, you know, reaches their fill. But it's a different type of fill. It's filled without fulfillment. And therefore, says the Nachasvi, they didn't see Mashem his Abu Lecho, Rak Roas Amon. They just saw the Mon. So what they were thinking of steak. They saw the Mon. That's what they were complaining about. Bilti Alamani Nainu. Lochin lo yusfeim achilas basar. Lochin is Abu Lecho basar mamish. Sheyiru Mashem Ochlim. Nachena Yevesha in kol. And what's the answer? If you have right kavanas, HaKadosh Baruch Hu helps you satiate. Don't complain about this, the mud. But that's what they were complaining about. There's a fascinating ha'ara to this, which, um, again, this is something that uh, could be said over. If you look in the Birchon, the bencher of the Minchas Asher, of Asher Weiss, he quotes this vart from his, from his Rebbe, the Kleisenberger Rebbe, the Dever Yatsev. That we say in the tefillah there, towards the beginning, Sab'enu mituvecha. He explains, what does that mean? We say it in davening. Satiate us from your goodness. Sab'enu mituvecha, v'zabachenem b'shuasecha. Satiate us with your goodness. So says the Kleiseberger Rebbe, beautiful. The Gemara says in Yumayin Dalit, Suva la'olam eno soveya, kimin shena roa machal, or a suma doesn't see the food because the suma is never satiated. What is our, our tefillah? Hashem, sab'enu, satiate us with your goodness. What does that mean? We should see your goodness. Because only if we see your goodness will we be satiated from it. Don't just give us your goodness. Let it be clear to us. And we see it, and then we can be satiated. Alkein bakashasenu. Rabboni Shalom, Sabeinu Mituvecha, Sheyu Tovasecha Brurim, Venehirim Lanu, Vaidekein Nispa Mituvecha. Wow, Sabeinu Mituvecha. And that's what he, he puts that into this, uh, the Pshat of the Tefillah from, uh, from Friday night. Right? Modani Lafanecha, Asherasisi Madi, Vashatzila, Asosi Mi, Vichulu, Lushavar Modimano, Alachesaj, Asherasisa, but we want in the future, Shu Chasadim Gluyim Ubrurim. Everybody should be able to be But that's related to this thought of the Nachasfi. We said, right, all we have is this man. You know, that's all they see. That's what they were complaining about. Um, okay, the other thought that the, it was just on the same page as the Nachasfi, is that the next paragraph, you also had a thought about the man. Uh, once we're here, we'll do that one too. Uh, the Pasuk says, what they do with the man, and again, this thought is just thinking based on context. Sometimes the same item or the same event is described at different times uh, in the Torah, and one has to know based on context uh, for slight differences between the Meshachachma often does this, talking about different events in the in the Torah. But here says the uh, pasuk, Shatuam v'laktu, the people went around and gathered the mud, v'tachanu berechayim, they ground it up in a mill, odachu bamdocha uvishlu baparu, and they cooked it up, ugos. And it was delicious. Fine, they prepared it. Ask the Nachlas feet. They prepared the man? You had to like cook it and grind it and and prepare it? Don't we always think of about the man about coming ready-made? Right? Coming in that biblical Ziploc bag, right? That the, the, the man had a cover underneath it, on top of it, and millions of millions of, of portions of man fell on sand. But if you ever drop anything in the sand, even if you brush it off, there's still crunchy peat particles that you can never get off. Because probably like two million, two million Ziploc bags that fell every day. So wasn't it ready? Say, so that's the Lama lo nomar came, why didn't you say this in Parshish B'Shalach, where the man was first described? Right, that they talk He says the answer is, we know the Gemara tells us that the man didn't fall equally for each person, each category of people. Where it fell. Sadiqim, it fell right outside their door. 
Tzadikim, Hayyoreinam on Apischayim. Beinonim, Yasuluka. Beinonim had to go out a little more. Rishayim had to go far out. Ulefizeh Shalomar. Not only geography, but also how prepared we was. Kemoshe Yared Amon LeTzadikim LeFnei Pischayim Haynu Shleitz Tarchol LeTzorach. You don't have to be Torech. Kemochein Bevade Achlos Amon Gamke BeLiTerchol. It was ready made for the Tzadikim. Vahaynu Shleitz Tzrichim LeTchon VeLaduch. Back in Beshalach, we were all on a, a higher level, so we all were Tzadikim, and we all got it prepared and near. Rakshaya Michael Yorik Asher Nigmar Kulo Viatanicha because earlier it was before Cheta Egel when we were b'Madrega Gedola for Yikulam Sadikim for Hayitzrichem Letroach Kilahachen Amon and therefore didn't mention these avodos. But now it's after Cheta Egel. Now what are we talking about? We're talking about misoninim. We're talking about you know we feel distant. So just like it was distant geographically, it could very well be that we had to work for more of it, prepare it, and in that way. Uh, only eat it in that um, after its preparation. Okay. Two final thoughts about about leadership. About leadership that we learned from first Rabbi Friend and then from uh, Rav Salvation. So Moshe finally a little bit cracks after all the all that he's been able to handle. Moshe finally comes out with it with Hashem. But Yomer Moshe al Hashem, after we complained about the man, after the, right, imagine misowning him, they have this misowning him feeling. Moshe Rabbeinu's whole life was getting them the Torah, and he got them a second set of luchos over and over again. He's bailing them out. So all, it's all on me. And that's why Hashem finally gives him Esli Shivimish. Why is it all on me? Hanochi harisi es kol Right? Amazing lines. Did I give birth to this nation? You tell me I have to carry this nation, like a nursing mother carries her baby? And all the way to Eretz Yisrael? Where am I going to get meat from? I can't do it. I can't do it by myself. Etc. Moshe Rabbeinu. So Rabbi Fran says, what happened here? What happened here? Finally, you get it in Moshe's words. In Moshe's words about complaining about it, you realize what he's been being asked to do here, and it's a message in the positive way for leadership. Says the Rabbi Fran. This is in the uh, in the power of Avart. Right? A leader, he says, quotes the Gemara and has to be very patient. A rav, a parent, a community leader always has to be very patient with their constituents. But how far does it go? A community leader must view his flock like little babies. Right? Not in the way of condescending and looking down upon them. Chas Nobody's gonna, a leader will never have any positive influence if he looks down. But in terms of patience, a normal parent does not lose control when a baby gets into some trouble. If a baby cries at night, the parent's not gonna get angry. They might, you know, be tired and exhausted. You don't spank a toddler for making a mess because you know that he or she doesn't know any better. A leader in Klai Yisrael has to exercise the same iron self-control as a parent, loving each member of his flock so dearly that he weathers their foibles without losing control. That doesn't mean that we shouldn't teach and we shouldn't rebuke and we shouldn't point out wrongs. Right? The Gemara says in Meseches Ksuvis, if there's a rabbi that everybody loves, he's probably not doing his job. He's probably not telling them what they're doing wrong. That's why they love him. So, so there has to be, you know, what, what people are doing wrong has to be said. But in terms of patience, if he, if he says it and they still give trouble, right, think about that baby who cries at night. How much patience a mother has to have. What does Moshe Rabbeinu say? Kasher yisa That's what Klai Yisrael, that's what he's being asked to do. I mean, how many complaints, how many times did they complain? And again, and how much Moshe Rabbeinu did for them. And what about Yirmiyahu Anavi? Rabbi Fran quotes. Yirmiyahu complains to Hashem. Why me? Why am I the Navi of doom? And everybody hates me. And they threw me in jail and they tried to kill me. And in quicksand, Yirmiyahu Navi is a very hard life. And even after the Khurban, finally, you would think after the Khurban, they'd start listening to him. 
Right? He says, I told you. He didn't say, I told you. He says, let's do tshuva. And they say, okay, we're going to run away to Mitzrayim. Yirmiyot says, no, stay here. Hashem says to stay here. After the Chorban, they, they saw what his nevuas came true. They go to Mitzrayim. He says, what are you doing? He goes with them. And we don't know anything. We don't know where Yirmiyot and Avi died. Mitzrayim, Bavel, we don't know. But we know he was with his people. Because he was Kasher Yisa Omen Asayonik. There are parallels. The Midrashim talk about. We discussed this in the Navi Shirim in Yirmiyo, between Yirmiyo and Moshe. Yirmiyo and Moshe. There are parallels between them. But again, Yirmiyo puts all of his own personal hurt aside and treats them as one would a baby, remaining patient through it all. That is what we learn from Moshe Rabbeinu. That's what we learn from Yirmiyo and Navi. Again, it doesn't mean not to teach and not to try to, you know, inspire. But we have to make sure that we do what we what we can in that area. Okay, and finally, the last thought. Bahaloscha is always, at least once a year, for us to focus on the animamin, one of the 13 principles of faith, that much of it is based on Sukkim at the end of this week's parsha, And that is the uniqueness of Moshe Rabbeinu. The uniqueness of Moshe Rabbeinu, which even Aaron and Miriam, we know, did not recognize the depths of his uniqueness. Right? This is, we could say there are a number of parshias of Moshe Rabbeinu's parshias. Yisro is a big one. Kisisa is a big one. No, there is a few. Papaloscha. Regarding psukim about Moshe Rabbeinu, there's no greater one than Maloscha. Right? Akharish Baruch himself gives, gives Eitus. Bechol beisi nemanu. I mean, that's all you need. Bechol beisi His five words fila. Kelna rafan Allah. I mean, Moshe Rabbeinu. Pe'al pe'al dabar bo. Omar v'la bechidos. Right, the four differences between Moshe Rabbeinu's nevuah and the nevuah of all other, of all other uh, nevi'im. Cesar of Salvechik. In source 11. Cesar of Salvechik. Miriam and Aaron did not grasp the incommensurability of Moshe's prophecy with that of the other prophets. Right? They didn't realize the qualitative Jump. Moshe spent 40 years and nights on our Sinai where he did not eat or drink. He belonged to a different existential order of creation, one where the logos and ethos of other prophets do not apply. He was different, right? To borrow categories of the Kuzari. To borrow. I don't really mean it. But to borrow. Domeim, inanimate, Someach, the growers, Chai, Medaber, Moshe Rabbein. So they made it sure they say, Reb Chaim Moser used to say, Domeim, Someach, Chai, Medaber, Reb Chaim Soleshek. Right, he was a different category. Okay, but uh, but Moshe Rabbeinu, Moshe Rabbeinu, Rav Salvechik says, right, he was a different existential order of creation. But what is it about him? Obviously, he earned it. But after earning it, says Rav Salvechik, that there is there is one concept that we have to recognize that applies here and that applies a number of times in in Yahadus, and that's the concept of nivchar, of bechira. Chosen. At this juncture, we come across a central idea in Judaism. Bechira, chosenness or election. We believe that we are an Am HaNivchar, a chosen people. The Torah defines the concept of Bechira. Skula means treasure. There's an intrinsic qualitative difference in the relationship. Right? Yaakov loved all his children. Yosef was the Skula, was Nivchar. Right? Koanim are chosen. There's a kedusha about them that Yisraelim don't have. A coin gadol is chosen. Eretz Yisrael is chosen. Malchus Beis David is chosen. The Medrash compares Malchus Beis David to Yerushalayim. There's a, there's a quality. It doesn't mean that I have to be chosen. I might be part of the chosen people, but I'm not part of the chosen tribe. Right? I'm not a Kohen, but that's okay. There has to be people who are chosen and people who are... Right, we, it's okay. Right, we're the only religion. We've mentioned this in the past. We're the only religion that does not dream about everybody becoming our religion. The other religions, their goal in life and the destiny is for everybody to become blank, whatever they believe. We don't believe in that. We believe that there's a there's a job for Bnei Noach and there's a job for Jews. Right, that's 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 okay, and that's supposed to be even Bimos Hamashiach. Says Rav Salvechik, Moshe Rabbeinu was chosen. And they did not recognize this element to Moshe Rabbeinu's chosenness. He earned his chosenness. But they didn't recognize it. And then he adds something that relates to what Rabbi Fran was just talking about. 
there's an additional element to Moshe's uniqueness. Moshe knew well that God had not elected him as a diplomat, as a negotiator, but as a teacher and a rebbe. What do we call him? Moshe Rabbeinu. That's the ultimate title, is rebbe. Moshe Goaleinu. Moshe could have had other titles. He's called Rabbeinu. That's the ultimate Right, this is Rav Salvechik writing this, who said that what he wants to be remembered as, as is a malamid, a teacher. He was a leader of masses, a teacher. When the mother, but he says, the teacher does instruct his disciple, but the disciple very seldom becomes part of him. When the mother teaches the baby, the baby becomes part of her. Moshe discovered that teaching is not enough for a leader of Israel. His job is nursing like we just saw, carrying the baby in his arms, watching every step, guessing the baby's needs, feeling pain when the baby cries, being happy when the baby is cheerful. That's a leader. That's a Rebbe. That's a Rebbe who becomes like a parent. He became, and that's what it means that he separated from his wife and family. Or Salvatore writes elsewhere. He doesn't mention it here. It's, it's very intense. He says, Moshe Rabbeinu had his own Akedah. And there Hashem didn't tell him, stop. He had to be okay to his family. Separate from his family because he had to be the parent of all of Am Yisrael. That's what Hashem demanded of him. And for that, right, his children are not mentioned the rest of the Torah. Right, whenever right, Aaron's family is mentioned and the, and the children, where's Moshe's kids? They're not mentioned. There was a census taken in the desert at the beginning and again at the end of the 40 years. Moshe's children are not mentioned once. He no longer had children of his own. He was the omen of the entire community. We needed one of these because Moshe gave us the Torah. There was nobody ever like him again in history. But we needed him. And he sacrificed, so to speak, his family for that. Nobody's ever supposed to do that. And now it's the opposite. It's a mitzvah, family. But Moshe Rabbeinu, the Nosin Torah, had to do that. 40 days and 40 nights. But that was his uniqueness, and that's one of our animamins. Because you know, what the, you know what that animamin is? That there was a shliach between HaKadosh Baruch Hu and Am Yisrael that brought us the Torah. There was an intermediary, so to speak, that gave it to us and told us in front of millions of people. Right? The only religion that starts off in public. Right? And that's the uniqueness of Moshe Rabbeinu. So when we hear this week, Ba'aloscha, Pe'al Pe'al Dabrebo, Tunas Hashem Yabit, and even even his own siblings did not appreciate the uniqueness of Moshe Rabbeinu. Let us recognize Moshe Rabbeinu is the greatest, but also which is amazing. The closer you're near, the closer to Hakadosh Baruch Hu, the the further that we realize that we in reality in reality are. Let us all learn from Moshe Rabbeinu, from some of his traits, from his anava, from his omainhood, and by the to follow in his path and follow Zichru Torah's Moshe Avdi. Okay, we'll stop here. Bezra, I think next week the Shia will be on Monday night. Monday night, I have to give a different Shia on Wednesday, so next week, Monday night. Bezra Okay, we'll stop here.